Hello and welcome to Extreme Drowis episode 50 family reunion. 50 episodes. Holy shit. And you've lived. Happy anniversary. Um, so, uh, when last we met, uh, we had ended with the party not only split, but literally split between two dimensions. There are some of you who are currently on Eberron. And some of you are in the Underdark. And for those of you who are on Eberron, we'll get, we'll get to you momentarily. We will catch up with what's going on there before too long. But uh, first, I think it's pertinent to look at what is happening in the Underdark on the shore of the Black Lake. After a failed attempt to teleport directly, well, near to Menzo Baranzan, landed you marooned in a strange part of the Underdark, Baylor discovered through some investigation and tasting a little bit of uh, dirt and moss that you were in a neighborhood that was not unfamiliar to him. It seems as though a former associate of his, uh, a lady by the name of Maggie Margaret, who just happens to also be a sea hag, uh, lived not too far from where you were marooned. So after some discussion and some refusal to have a discussion uh, due to Liahana's cold shoulder, uh, the three of you, Liahana, Rowena, and Baylor, made your way to the surface of the lake where you did encounter Maggie Margaret, who came out of the waters with her giant swollen hag eye and briny lake water dripping off of her flesh and said, Dearie, so good to see you back in my realm. And she walks over and like reaches up to touch Baylor's face and he catches her hand And says, this isn't a social call, Maggie. Tosses her hand to the side. She looks at the two of you, the two drow, and says, you brought me snacks? Toys? Something to play with? I recommend against that, (laughs) ma'am. Liana, are you saying anything? <laughs> Liana's just taking out her earrings back there. She's <laughs> like cracking my dude. <laughs> um, yeah, she looks dead at you, Liana. Are you saying anything to her at all? Or uh, no? Right. I was just like, stop. <laughs> she says, uh, "Well, you didn't come down here for nothing. So, what is it?" Baylor says, we need to get to Menzo Brands and we need to get there in a hurry. What can you do to make that happen? She chuckles. <laughs> I have ways, but uh, there will be a 
price I'd be willing to pay for this transportation. We have gold, if that's what interests you. <laughs> gold. Psst. What need have I for gold? Look around you. Do you see a? Do you see a, an inn in a general store nearby? What do you think I'm going to do with gold? Start an inn. write that down (laughs) she hisses at you a little bit come to me with something more impressive than coin Mm, well what kind of stuff are you looking for what am I looking for I I seek magic I seek favor I seek Objects of interest, influence, oh. pleasures of the flesh, and she, like, some drool rolls out of the side of her mouth as she looks over at Baylor. Uh, so, Lavena starts, like, uh, going through a pack, and then she's like, oh, like, almost like I forgot I had that, and then sort of flashes it, um... Uh, and it's it's Vizarin's journal. Oh, okay. She's she's gonna look at um, Elena's character and be like, "Good idea, bad idea." What is it? Vizarin's journal. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I think it could work. And then under my breath, I was like, "I could have." Ju- I-, I was gonna say like. You can keep your life, <laughs> but the style is not cool. <laughs> that would probably create a ruckus. Like, uh, Baylor does kind of look over his shoulder at you, Liahana, almost like he's pleading with you to please save him from this fate. Uh, all right. So, uh, Ravana will bring the journal out and she'll show it to the head. And I will walk over and just, like, interlace my fingers with Baylor's and just, like, look her dead in the eye, like... Go ahead and make a uh, <laughs> intimidation or uh, also known as a crazy eyes check, if you don't mind. <laughs> Ooh, I got a net 20! <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Alright, so she kind of, um, like, looks at you for a second and, and, like, looks away and looks back. And then looks over at the journal and she snatches it up and uh, starts paging through it. Are you going to resist her pulling it out of your hand or are you going to let her grab it? Uh, no. Uh, uh, Ravana will let it go and then as soon as it's in her possessions, uh, she think, I assume this is acceptable. This, this, is, this contains very... They powerful spells. Where did you get this? Who's this? this? Will they come hunt me? Probably not. But if you ever use anything in that journal to hurt Menzo Baranzan, I will come hunt you. Oh, I see. I see why you keep these women. They have spirit. Baylor says, can you just teleport us or not? She says, teleport? Mm, Very dangerous down here. Very dangerous, but 
Then how do you how are you gonna get us to Mesoberanza? I have a way. Perhaps you shouldn't be so eager, yes. Perhaps you should give me a moment to look over my acquisition, yes. Starts flipping through the book again. There is a way. There is a underground passage that goes straight from this very spot to one of the main wells that feeds Menzo Brines, and yes, and I have a pet who will permit you to travel very swiftly, very swiftly, yes. How swiftly, swift? She can make the swim in a day's time. Well, if that journal is the only thing we need to give you an exchange for a safe and swift journey, then I think we have an arrangement. Good. There is just one more thing. Of course. She uh, turns around and, like, hunches her back, and you see, like, the muscle knots and bone protrusions of her, you know, very twisted and and uh, sort of mutated spine, and a little bit of it cracks as she reaches down into the water and starts sifting around. And you can see, like, almost like a blacky, inky sort of just, like, gross fluid that sort of leaks off of her flesh into the surrounding water as she's sifting through. And she reaches out and pulls out three vials. And she hands them to you. And they're this viscous green fluid. Um, And there's kind of like some steam coming off of them as she pulls them out of the water. And she holds them out to you. Gross. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Quite gross, yes. You must drink these. What the fuck? <laughs> I assume it's so we can breathe underwater. No, it's so that you slumber during your journey. It will be the only way you could be safe, you see, because my friend, my pet, and she... and like sprays like seawater and disgustingness out of her face. There's no whistle whatsoever. It's just kind of a meaty just (laughs) sort of noise. And you just see like a tentacle that's about 20 feet long and about 10 feet wide come up and just sort of rub the the, the top of the ceiling and come back down into the lake. She says, you will need to ride in her belly. The potion will make you sleep and keep you from being damaged by the digestive fluids you'll be riding in. And we're supposed to trust her with this? Yeah, Ravena's looking to Baylor like, what? What, what? First of all, we made a deal. Secondly, we have a choice. Bottoms up, I guess. 
Oh, you'll quite I, like it. It'll be a pleasant sleep. I don't think I'll like getting me. you the pleasant sleep. If this kills me, I'm haunting you first. <laughs> oh, I, I look forward to it. But no, you will be perfectly safe. It would do me no good to to tarnish uh, my word. Uh, you can make an insight check if you want to, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I, I think I would also like to do that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, not great. Eleven. Twenty-two. Okay. Uh, Rowena, you're not sure about this. There's nothing, like, you don't see any obvious tells that she's lying to you, but you're you're not convinced that she's telling you the truth either. Um, and Milena, you know for sure that she's being honest with you, like she's dealing you straight, but there's something like you can tell that there's something she's not telling you. Okay. Um, so I like whisper to Bear, I was like, how much do you trust this person? Uh, creature? About as far as you can throw her. And then I'll just flat out ask her, like, what are you not telling us about this? Tourette. Mm, um, let's see, what am I not telling you about this? Uh, the, the potion is made from um, the pineal gland of a leviathan. Yes, yes. Um, let's see. Uh, it is boiled in pus that has been squeezed from an infection on my back. Um, that's true, but, uh, probably the thing you're most concerned about would be the level of, uh, susceptibility to suggestion you will experience when you drink this potion. Oh, I see. And I tell Rovena like that, I think she's telling the truth. Um... And this is going to be the grossest thing we ever drink, but that maybe we, I, one of us should drink it like right before going under just to prevent. Mm-hmm. Um, can we drink it while inside the beast already? Baylor says, I'll drink it last. You shouldn't have to deal with her on your own. Somebody should be able to, if, if that potion makes you susceptible to suggestion. Who knows what she'll try to talk you into once you've drank it. She's going to try and talk you into some weird stuff. <laughs> Which is why I'll wait until we're inside to drink it. Are you sure? I'm open to other suggestions. You sure you don't want to have another go in the merry-go-round? <laughs> You know, I think sometimes you think you're funnier than you are. <laughs> I think you're right. Rovana, <laughs> 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 funny, <laughs> right, Rovana? <laughs> I think that this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> See, somebody thinks I'm funny. All right, all right, cool. Uh, bottoms up, I guess. Uh, I I will offer my drink to Leon, you know, like a to your health. <laughs> Right. To survival. Uh, to describe 
this as something you're drinking is kind of generous. It really just kind of rolls down your throat in one solid mass. Um, <laughs> it's it's like the worst post nasal drip you've ever experienced. Oh, <laughs> um, <rather. laughs> when it's on your tongue, uh, it, there's a definite sort of rot to it, and when it hits your stomach, it like hits your stomach. You feel mm. like you've been punched in the gut. And then everything goes black. Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> I'll get back to you. How long did you like think about what this was going to sound like? Oh, I just made that up <laughs> off the top of my head. It's really good. <laughs> um, meanwhile, on Eberron, in a much nicer environment. <laughs> much nicer. Oh, uh, you have collected the um, kyber crystals that were required uh, that Zilmus had ready for trade, and you've camped for the night. So you can certainly go ahead and make sure you've applied the effects of a long rest. That should present no issues. You wake up. The amulet is recharged. What are you doing before you activate it? Kyber crystals to sell? Yeah. Zelma's got the the kyber crystals because they have uh, she had a a stack of them that were ready for trade already. Okay. I forgot where we wanted to go. <laughs> we have to be back in a certain amount of time for that guy to open the portal, right? Weren't we, like, talking to Zelnes, too, about coming with us or not coming? We were trying. I don't think she's uh, getting sold. Well, she had someone inside her. Yes. Yep. I remember that. Does Loth want to come back? Anyone still talk to her? (laughs) Do we want her back? I think we need a god, so I guess that works. He's one of the people. It's the Raven Queen, Wolf, and Dude Face. We almost killed that one time. Corpio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not his name. Yeah, Volcor. <laughs> yeah, Volcor. We have to recruit one of the three of them to help us, right? So if we, if Wolf wants to go back, we can bring her back to help us. Kind of seems like we have an in with her, you know, being that she's inside our friend. <sighs> If we did save her from that weird dominatrix trap thing. We did. But she still hates us. Yeah. We could ask her if she wants to go back. I don't think we gotta give her an option. We could just take her. But but it's Zomas. We don't want to do that to Zomas. I don't think Zomas would No. I feel like Zilmas would have an opinion. You might have an opinion. Are we liar, by the way? We're not. <laughs> I mean, you know. I love how Sarah's looking like. <laughs> I'm, I'm just right here. 
your other character to hear you. <laughs> I mean, if you guys wanted to step away or whatever and have a conversation off to the side away from Zilmas, that that would be fine. We definitely have word talking, not next to him. What is Zilmas doing while they're huddled up? Um, I don't know. That's I mean, that's not terribly appealing. Uh, <laughs> um, I got time to get to Astral. Um, I'm gonna she gave me my notebook back, right? Uh yes. It's been a while, I'm gonna come through. Yeah, you have your notebook. Um so yeah, you're thumbing through it. Um is there anything in particular you're looking for? Um, not in particular, just kinda flipping through it because I haven't seen it in a while and I don't know how much of it is probably a clear memory at this point in a while. Okay, yeah. I mean, you start to, uh, you know, remember fondly some of the items and adventures and, and the creatures that are recorded in it. You know, you um, start to think back on the things that you maybe have missed about, uh, you know, being back at home. Um, but ultimately, I mean, it really is up to you whether you feel that that would be enough to take you away from this new life that has not been easy um you've been treated well and you've gained a lot of power in this tribe but that does not mean that things have gone smoothly for you right And while you're thinking this over, um, and I assume Arlai is over there talking with the rest of them? Yeah, I mean, she's mostly just listening. Like, how far from, like, where she came from are we? Oh, a couple of miles, probably. Like, you could, if you had to right now, you could find Stormreach from here. You could walk to Stormreach from here. It'd take you a couple days. Okay. I do think she probably plans on leaving. Um, that was kind of a goal at this point. Where were we trying to go with the again? I don't remember last week or a couple weeks ago. Where were you trying to go for what? I'm sorry? With the amulet? We were waiting for it to recharge to go somewhere. Right, because the amulet allows you to travel uh, to another plane. Yes. Being back home. Oh, okay. So we're you going- try to use that to get back home. The biggest concern is with the amulet of the planes... If you screw up, you wind up in the wrong place. Yeah. And what were we supposed to do after we recruited one of the gods? I just remember we had to and who they were. I don't remember what we were doing with them. Your biggest... I need to be safe. Right. I think you were trying to find a way to save Ember from from Tiamat. So, are we trying to do Lulf? Do we want to summon, summon scorpion guys, smack talk them somehow, and, and shame them into showing up, or? But well, not the Raven Queen. We tried that. So what happened was Lolf popped out of Zilnas, and we were like, well, she's like, don't summon my son. So I say our best option is to 
take Zelda's home and use the god with it. Uh, what's everyone's passive perception? And since you are in a forest, kind of, you're in a jungle, I don't believe that's an actual separate terrain type in 5e. Um, I believe, if, is that one of your favorite terrains, Roja? No, it's mountains. Okay. So you don't get advantage on it. But what's everyone's passive perception? 19. 15. Where? Oh. RLI does not notice. Uh, Zilnus and everyone else. Uh, well, RLI and Ember do not notice. Zilnus and everyone else do uh, notice some sound coming from the southeast uh, as of approaching feet. And we're all, we're all charged up. Yeah, you've completed a long rest, so please make sure that you have hit the long rest button on your sheets and whatnot. Um, and you see uh, four of the Volkuri drow and Volkur come Whoa. walking up the bottom of the temple. Yay! You're the devil! I'm going to prepare for battle. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I get my scarf out. My scarf out. <laughs> right, you tie your hair back. Uh, what's everyone else doing as they're, as they're walking up? I'm eyeballing who we can grab and turn that orb on somehow. Yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna not be fun if we don't just go now. <laughs> are they approaching menacingly? Are they just walking? Right, I was gonna say, should we be, like, worried? Or are they just walking? <laughs> uh, I tried to snap this guy's face off. So, Roja, go ahead and make a uh, um, insight check. Insight check. Seventeen plus five, twenty-two. Okay. Um, they definitely look. Well, the drow who are walking with him just look um, determined and kind of stone-faced, uh, he looks pissed off. <laughs> uh, Zilnus. Yeah. Uh, you want to go now, or are we fighting this guy again? So we're just going to leave <laughs> or we can fight. I mean, you have a goddess within you. I'm I'm not going. The guy I need is right here. I'm ready to bargain. We don't need him. We need Loth. We have Loth in her. We need a god. We have two gods in our presence. One right. very well secure inside a body. Hey, buddy. You're gonna die. We're out. Who has the freaking thing? Okay, I'll come back. I'll come back. Are you guys serious about, like, just dipping? I don't know. I'll... We just summoned him, right? Didn't we try to summon him? I thought so. He tried to summon him yesterday, and Lolf popped out. Maybe maybe he's just late. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna grab Random's hand and, like, kind of go a little bit in front of her and be like, Oh, good, you came! He looks over you. Bless, Bless you. you. 
Thank you, sorry. He you want to be in the front of the pack, Roz? No, no, no. I'm holding my girlfriend's hand, pushing right. her behind me, and trying to stall like this. That puts you in front of everyone else. Oh, okay. Is that where you want to be? Volcor waves his hands like this, side to side, and the drow that are attending him um, part out of the way. He steps up to you. He says, uh, I remember you. You and your friends. You have the audacity to call me. And you up there, why are you dressed like a priestess? Me? Yes. I don't know how they put me in clothes. <laughs> they put me in clothes. You sully my temple after what you did to me. Was Zona there though? Because Zona sort of was gone. No, she was. She was there. Yeah, you guys kicked his ass, and then the then the law thing happened. You had to kick his ass to get to law. I remember it the other way around. But... You died at law. <laughs> Do I know anything about him? No. Only that. Only what they've told you. That they that they kicked his ass once. Wolf says mom, right? As far as you understand it, you think that's the case, yes. Oh, good. That sounds super confident. Okay. So, okay, quick question. We came here to ask for a god's help. Yes. We need a favor. Right, Travis? We need, like, a favor or a wish or something. You're going. You're trying to find some way to get out of your pact with, T- with Tiamat. Okay. So, I think I'll talk then. Uh, I'm glad you remember us, Volcor. Um, you're welcome for not killing you. Oh my god. Um, but we decided to come to your plane because we know how much you wanted to come to ours to make a, a truce and a pact and in, openly invite you to come to our plane, the plane you've wanted to be on for so long. Um, I need you to make either a strength or dexterity saving throw, Roja. Oh, Roja! Gonna be strength. We'll see. The one I would have failed. Oh, thank God. Okay, sixteen plus seven. Okay, that's a good number. Twenty-three. Okay. Please count the stuff. You. Start. You see the movement in time to start to duck, but he is just so fast and so brutal. Uh, he grabs your face with one of his claws, with like, like one of his claw hands, and lifts you up off the ground. And he's looking Roja in the eyes while he's talking to Akroma. He says, "What in?" The multiverse makes you think 
I won't just rip her head off and sting down her neck. I feel like Asmodeus would have something to say about that. So I feel like I feel like Tiamat would have something to say about that. What do you call him Corlon? You like Corlon? Roja's real good at awkward eye contacts. What do you, what do you want? We got a roll the decks. Um, settle. We have not tried to say any words of fighting. Do you not want to be in the plane that you so spent time trying to get into in the first place, and your so-called mom wouldn't let you? I came there to get power. I have no interest in Faerun. I have an interest in raising my god. Not Loth, not the pretender. I have an interest in raising Kyber. And as far as I can tell, you have no means of assisting me in this and are little more than annoying distractions at this point. Uh, do I know who Kyber is? Uh, you do know, you've heard them talk about it. Kyber is the evil dragon that sleeps beneath the, the surface of Eberron. It's their, um, in their creation mythos, there were three dragons. You heard them talking about it earlier. Um, okay. And Kyber is the dark one. That's where the, the shards that Zilmas has are from that dragon, supposedly. And uh, Akroma, I need you to make a persuasion check because you did say to calm down. And I want to okay. give you an opportunity to calm down the person who's probably about to throw an Eldritch Blast at Volkur. Oh, man, this is not good. A persuasion? Mm-hmm. I got an eight. Okay, cool. <laughs> Better than a one. Um, so Volkur is hit with a, an Eldritch Blast, um, knocking Roja out of his hand and knocking him back 10 feet. And you just see Random's eyes are glowing. And there's like wisps of shadow over his shoulders that look like they're forming into wings. Ember, we need to leave now. I think you need to roll initiative now is what you need God to do. God damn it. Oh, I got to make this pull too much for leaving. He's running to hold hands and jump into the worm. I don't know how it works. That, no, it's not how it works. <laughs> Nat 20. Woo! I got 13. Got a 10. Not great. Nope. Mine wasn't either. I'm like, damn it. So random through it. Yep. Can I just have both of mine go the same? Yeah, that's fine. It'll be easier for me. What you got? Uh, 12. Wish my persuasion was better. I'm terrible at juggling two characters. I usually refuse to. Well, it's a special occasion. I like Zelmas. It's worth it. Alright, so... Uh, the first initiative goes to Ember. What would you like to do? Are we fighting, guys? Are we fighting? That's what initiative is. Well, you could still try to talk, but if they're in the combat, they're going to attack you when it's their turn. All right. I guess I'm going to follow it up with some more Eldridge Blast. I get three now. Excellent. 
Go ahead and make your three Eldritch Blasts. Are you shooting all three at Volkur, or are you shooting any of his minions? Uh, I'm probably going to have to step over to the side or something. Can I get around people so I'm not going to hit them? Oh, yeah. You've got, I mean, you've got plenty of room you can step around. Are you going to control your token from there? Uh, can I go up here? Or is that yes. too close to the rocks? That's fine. Each square is five feet. Alright, I think that I'll do two at him and one at the priestess kind of closest to me. Uh, this one? I can't see her. Yes. yes. Alright, cool. <clears throat> Alright, um, go ahead and roll the first two at Volkur. So... Sorry, it's been a while. 1d20 or each one is a d20? Each one is 1d20, and then you add your spell attack bonus to the d20 roll. Okay. Nat 20. Excellent. Roll for the second attack. 19! (laughs) Beautiful. Wait, am I supposed to be adding things to that? Well, sure, but they both hit regardless. Um, Oh, okay. So roll the damage for those two, and then we'll resolve for the other priest. Okay, so that's... Okay, well, that was two plus three, so that's five for the first one. All right. On the natural... And eight plus three, 11 on the second. Okay. So he takes 16. Excellent. Um... And then go ahead and roll your damage or your attack for the next priest. 17 plus 7, so 24. That hits. Go ahead and roll the damage. 4 plus 2, 7. Okay, they take 7. Next up in the initiative is, looks like Volcor. So first, the minions are going to go. Um, The one that you shot casts darkness. and cast it in an area basically centered on you. Okay, I can see in the dark. Do you have, uh, by which means? Uh, I have, ooh, where would I read that? I'm sorry. She has like sea blackness or something. It's not the normal dark vision. Right, you have the eyes of, uh, it should be, check your uh, warlock invocations. It'd be under class features, probably. See if I can see it for you. Thank you. Using our handy dandy D&D Beyond overlay, I'm going to look at your sheet. 
and see what you got. Um, Thought she mystic, man. You got Agonizing Blast, Awakened Mind. Um, I'm just trying to see your invocations to see if you have anything that lets you see in magical darkness. Uh, maybe it's just my regular seeing in the dark. Yep, nope, you just have regular dark vision, which does not affect the darkness spell, I do not believe. I remember you talking about it, Ellie. You said you can see in blackness like normal people see in darkness, and you can see in darkness like normal people see in light or something. Unless, I guess, you chose something else. I might have chose something else. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the options that's available, but I don't think it's the one that she picked. So let me just check this spell real quick. Is it considered psychic damage? The darkness spell? No. Yeah. Nope. It's just makes a uh, it makes it impossible for even regular dark vision to affect it. Okay. Um, so around that sphere also is included random and roha. Random does have the ability to see through magical darkness, and I think you do too, don't you, Roha? I will double check. That means other people can't see inside too, though, unless they have that ability. Right. Okay. Is that a Gloomstalker thing? I have. Yeah, I would check your. Check your Gloomstalker traits to see if you have that. And while you're looking that up, um, the other three minions are going to act. We have... This one is going to drop Flame Strike, centered right here. So I'm going to need... RLI and Random, Acroma and Roja, and Ember actually. All of you make a dexterity save. RLI just falls over dead. She's done. <laughs> so it's Dex? Yep. 11. Oh, 20. Excellent. Nice. Nine? Nine? You got a what, Roja? Twelve. Okay. Um, all right, Akroma, you duck backward. What'd you get for Arla? Eleven. Okay. The rest of you take the full brunt of this. Um, you grab some Deces. Should I move myself back a little bit then? Uh, you don't need to, necessarily. You will take half damage, so this can be a little complicated to figure out, uh, Akroma's damage, actually. Well, and... You don't have to get Manny. Oh, thanks. I appreciate your consideration there. They're gonna be a lot of time. 
There we go. Just dropping dice everywhere. So that's 20 points of fire damage. And 10 points of radiant damage to everyone that, that made that save. Now, Akroma, your damage is halved, so it's 10 fire and 5 radiant. And then you have flame resistance, right? Yep. So it's 5 fire, 5 radiant you take. I have flame resistance. So you take Ooh. 10 fire and 10 radiant damage. I'm immune to fire damage. All right. So you take 10 radiant. So we take 10. <laughs> and random takes 10 fire and 10 radiant. So if we didn't pass, it's just the 10 fire, 10 radiant. If you didn't pass it's and you don't have any fire resistance, it's 20 fire, 10 radiant. Okay. All right. This one casts stone skin on themselves. This one casts spirit guardians. Stone skin and Volcor lets out a horrific roar. Sorry, I don't know that one. Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> I need each Sorry, of you to make it. a wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom! <laughs> Everybody yeah, twenty. He's almost two. Nice. Does that mean I can save random too? Which one was it? I'm sorry. Wisdom. Uh, she also got a natural twenty. Mm. Couples that slay together stay together. Marla got sixteen, <laughs> and Zilma got twenty-four. All right, if you got less than a 21, you are frightened of Volcour for the next minute. I am, uh, Unless you're immune to being frightened. Immune to being frightened. Well, does the plus five count? I have plus five wisdom on top of the net 20. Would that yeah. make it? Over? That means you got higher than a 21. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that means Akroma and Ember, right? They're both frightened. Perfect. I think so. Okay. Is that like an attack? Um, not really, no. It's just uh, just a thing that happens when he decides it happens. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear was is within line of sight, and the creature can't move willingly move closer to its source of fear. Now, because you're in that darkness bubble, Ember... <coughs> Excuse me. You can't see him, so you're not directly affected by the frightened condition yet. Okay. But if you see him, you will have the disadvantage. Okay. That completes their turn. And that brings us to Akroma and Arlai. Uh, 
So what a what, or a chroma, not a chroma. Sorry, a chroma. What you got? Okay, I'm frightened, so I can't necessarily. You can attack. You would just be at disadvantage. Well, I will cast uh, wall of fire in a ring formation. Or a, what do you call it? A ringed wall um, separating our enemies from us. Excellent. So, and how many 10 foot blocks do you get for that? Um, it's uh, 20 feet high, or up to 60 feet long, 20 feet high, and one foot thick, or a ringed wall of 20 feet in diameter, 20 feet high, and one foot thick. Sorry, right. Right. And you're not making a full ring, though. You're doing like a half circle, right? Um, correct. Because can I actually ring it all the way around it? You could. Well, I don't think that, I don't think that you can make one big enough to surround all of them. Yeah, I just want to cut them off from us. In all honesty. Right. So it's sixty feet long. Yes. Yeah, so if we can go, like, I don't know if I could show. Whoa. I'm just making fire. Don't worry about it. Oh, I was like, what happened? Um, yeah, you got it. You know how well I would want it. Um, and then... This is going to be our, how our fire is going to look for tonight. So you got... Uh, there's one. It's 60 feet of it, right? Correct. So it's 10. Fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. So you can do thirty and cover that area. You could do another thirty going, like circling back around this way if you wanted to. Uh, like this direction and this direction? Uh, yeah, probably. All right. Enough so that it looks more intimidating on their side. And then obviously our side, I want it to be not like the dull side, and then their side will have the fire damage on it. Right, their side's the hot side? Yes. And they have to make a dexterity saving throw. If they're within five feet of it, right? When the wall appears, each creature within the area must make a dexterity saving throw. I don't. It didn't say five feet. Uh, oh, let's. That, that means if they're inside the wall. So I mean, if you want to actually move the wall forward so that it's touching them, you can do that. Okay. okay. Sorry to make you. There's so much. I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> fine. It's a smart play. I like it. Um, just, just might buy you some time. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they each need to make a deck save. Um, okay. And is that to my dexterity? Or? That's to your spell save DC. So what's your... Yeah, I have it. 15. That was ugly for all of the um, followers. Yeah. Did not go. Did not go well for them. 
Uh, Volcour is fine. Uh, so he will take... So is it save for half or save for no damage? It is... On the side of the wall, selected, blah, blah, blah. A creature takes the same damage when it enters. Mother, come on. On a failed save, a creature takes 5d8 fire damage or half as much damage on a successful save. Excellent. So drop 5d8. Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Um, 22. Oh, wait. Add its fire, though. So that's 25. All right. So you do 25 to each of the uh, servants. Um, Volcour made his save and is fire resistant, so he takes six. Okay. Um, and then do you mind if I do a sorcery point? I want to then a sorcery point in order to give me another spell attack. Oh, yeah, you want a quick or not attack. Yeah, I just want to do another spell. Um, I'm If I'm afraid of him, can I go near him if I'm in a different dimension or a different plane? You can't willingly get closer to him. Ever? Right. Okay. Um, then I guess I will... I'll cast Blink. I'll try it. Sometimes I do good with it. All right. Casting Blink. Um, So you automatically pop out at the end of the first turn, right? On Blink? Um, I don't think so. I think I roll a d20. I haven't done this in a while. Um, On a roll 11 or higher, you vanish from this plane of existence, and I appear on an ethereal plane. At the start of your next turn, when the spell... Uh, and if you're on the ethereal plane, you return to the unoccupied space of your choice. You can see within 10 feet of space when you're vanished. So I'm supposed to, like, blink out. Right. Um, so go ahead and roll your d20 and see if you can or higher. 14. All right. Boop. You uh, go ethereal. Um, that then brings us to Zilmus. What would Zilmus like to do? All right. Um... Next step are like a first step better. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have her drop a mass cure wounds. Excellent. Centered on herself. Okay. It's up to six people, so I think that's everybody. Yes. Should be able to reach them, all right? Oh yeah. Okay. All right, and then that's. Hold on, there's too many windows because I got all these characters. <laughs> I appreciate you doing the extra labor. I got it. I'll make it three, eight, seventeen for everybody, and I can hit myself with that too. Yep, absolutely. As long as you're within, as yeah. long as you're within the six people. Yeah. Um. So seventeen hit points. Everyone gets back. Not me, probably. But- um, oh, and then, right, no, not you, because you're not in this plane of existence. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna have Edmund like take off in the opposite direction up into the trees. All right. Um, he's got like 15 hit points. Nonsense. He runs away. <laughs> he's at 19 hit points. I don't need. 
We don't need him to just die on us because we'll cry and it'll be terrible. That's fair. All right. And then Zilmus is going to... How far is Zilmus from him? What is that? That's... Can I move Zilmus or no? You should be able to. No, it says no. No? Okay. Um, you are currently 66 or 60 feet from him. Oh, is that all? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, then and Zilmus is going to go ahead and drop uh, Sickening Radiance. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put it... Hold on, I'm having all this trouble. 30 foot radius. So is there a place behind them I can put it so that it won't hit any of my dudes? Oh, yeah. So if you put it... Um... Your closest, if you put it, if you want to make sure you miss the edge of the bubble or whatever, of darkness. Okay. You said it's a 30 foot radius? Mm-hmm. You would want to cast it right here, which is 90 feet from where you're at. Okay, it's 120 foot. Yeah, right there. Okay, I'm going to drop it there. And then it's when a creature moves into the spell area for the first time or on a turn or starts to turn there. The creature must succeed on a constitutional save, constitution saving, constitutional saving throw, <laughs> or take 4d10 radiant damage, and suffers one level of exhaustion and emits a dim greenish light and a five foot radius. And what level is that spell normally? And what spell slot do you have now? Um, five. Okay, just want to make sure because. Uh, remember, when Warlocks are casting, you always cast at your spell slot. So if right. you cast like a magic missile, it's a level 5 magic missile regardless. Yeah. You can't cast at lower levels. Um, can't sit in my dice with her. All right. So that doesn't go into effect until they until their next turn, correct? Moves into the spells area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Okay, cool. All right, so that wraps up Zilmus's turn. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That will then bring us uh, to Roha. I have uh, umbral vision. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, I believe that means you can see in magical darkness, correct? Okay, and then it says that because I'm in darkness, even things that can see in darkness can't see me. Is the other part? That is also correct. Awesome. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run behind Ember and random, and I'm going to slap it at random on my way through. I know she can see me. Okay. And no, I'm she can't, because you have umbral vision, but go on. Oh, she knows who it is. Well, it depends on where you slap her, I suppose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast heroism on Ember, which makes her immune to being frightened and gives her temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of her turns. So that's a two. So Ember, at the start of your turn, you're going to get two temporary hit points. You're not afraid anymore, so you can run in and around or whatever. And then as my interact with objects, if my DM lets me get away with this, I'm going to grab your shoulders. I'd be like, it's me, Ember, and then heroism, and you feel awesome. So, you know, I'm not lying. And I'm going to aim you at the bad guy. <laughs> just put, just straight, just arm up. <laughs> Perfect. You'll get him. <laughs> I love it. I got this. Okay. 
I absolutely love it. Um, okay, good. Yeah. That's my turn. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> Babe, you have to, I feel like a cannon. Am I a weapon? You are always a weapon, Ember. <laughs> I feel like a tool. That's some, that's some deep and kind of sad shit right there. Like, <laughs> you are always a weapon. What would you like to have uh what would you like to have Gamma do during this? I want Gamma to be safe. Hey Gamma, just monitor surveillance and let me know if there's anything we can do. Don't attack bad guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there something you would like to do? Uh, is anybody hurt? Can Can you tell if anybody's hurt? That's really dark in here. <laughs> does Does darkness block telepathy? No. I think he's asking if he should heal people. So, I could could I aim him out away from the bad guy and just be like, "You can go that way." To heal. Did, did you get hurt? He asked if you were hurt. Oh, me. I was thinking about oh, you guys. Yeah. Yes, I'm yes, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, he casts uh, Cure Light Wounds on you. Uh, so go ahead and roll a D8 plus three, I believe. Raha's really in the moment. He didn't understand. It's a one. All right. So you gain four hit points back. Thank you, Gamma. No problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, she hits Volcour with a mind spike. Random does. Good. And that's cast at Wow. Two seconds. I am looking up something that I can't believe it doesn't say in this stat block, and whoever wrote this stat block should be strong strongly and swiftly chastised, and that person is me. Mm-hmm. Garble, 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 garble. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's always that's why it's not there because it's always the same. All right, fifth. So, do do do. She casts a mind spike at fifth level. He needs to make a wisdom saving throw, which he makes. So she deals. Twenty-one, half of twenty-one, so she deals ten points of psychic damage to him. And that's it. All right. 
Does everyone remember where they parked and what actions they have available to them? And what actions they are, are currently sustaining? Kind of. Yep. Yeah. Sarah, you remember what uh, Zomus has up? Yeah, I think so. The spell? All right. Good. Because far away in another reality, <laughs> Liahana, you hear the distant sounds of water like lapping on a shore. And as the next thing that sort of comes to your awareness after that is just the gentlest moisture and slightest sensation of pressure against your lips as you recognize Baylor's kiss start waking you up. You feel you're laying down um, on a hard but uh, somewhat uneven floor. And you come to consciousness inside of a room made of crystal. At the upper edge is some water. And laying unconscious next to you is Rowena. Nice. <laughs> what a great way to wake up. <laughs> so jealous. I don't get that. Uh, do you want it? <laughs> I mean, you, you and Baylor were saying like you've got your own thing going on. He says you. you we where have, is where is um Xavier? <laughs> yeah. He says we we have a problem. Oh, is everything okay? No, that's not a great way to wake up. <laughs> Every, everything's very much not okay. What's wrong? We are in Menzo Barans, and we've taken shelter. Uh, with a friendly noble. Um, but? Uh, you should probably wake Rowan up and we should talk about this. Okay. So I go over and I like put my hands on like Rowena's shoulders and I like start gently like rocking her to wake her up like Ravena. <laughs> I feel like Ravena's a veteran of enough battles that she just like brings awake and she's like how many goblins? <laughs> <laughs> Hold um, me back! Hold me back! <laughs> Baylor says uh, we, we have uh, we have a bit of an issue here um, once we got to town, we were almost, well, we were incarcerated, but fortunately, um, it was, uh, somewhat friendly. Incarcerated by whom? Uh, some... Friendly incarceration? Well, there were some drow guards. There were some, uh, drider guards. I apologize. 
Rider guards. Yes. Um, they were under orders to bring us uh, to the nobles. Uh, but when I explained our situation, they took that commandment uh, as loosely as they could. Now, were they told to bring any newcomers to the nobles or us in particular? You in particular. Oh, that's fun. Holy moly. From, so where are we right now? Um, from what I am told, Matron Mother Banray has declared herself queen. Oh, snap. All right. We are... Uh, she's not the worst option we have. We are incarcerated. We are incarcerated at House Malarn. I mean, I imagine we're probably incarcerated until our loyalties for Matron Mother Banray are known. Is there any reason we shouldn't support her as queen? Well, for one thing, do we really want to go from having one bitch in charge to another bitch in charge? Ooh, sassy Baylor. (laughs) (laughs) Let's accept the reality of the situation. Uh, It was always going to be a bitch in charge. (laughs) We we are drow. (laughs) <laughs> is she any better for the people than Lolf? <clears throat> she is well, probably better than Lolf, but that's not saying a whole lot. That's not a high bar to clear. Well, as they um, were escorting us through the city, I saw drow in chains, men and women. According to the the driders who escorted us here, political dissidents. That doesn't hold well. The penalty for questioning the queen's rule is enslavement. Well, Well, what? One at a time, ladies. One at a time. Go away, Hannah. I said a chroma's gonna be screwed when she gets back. (laughs) Not balls. (laughs) Uh, Are we gonna? Marina will look around very pointedly at their surroundings. Uh, And then she will say, well, if that's the case, then I certainly see no reason to openly question the ruler. 
between nature and mother Ben, right? We have had a fruitful working relationship in the past. And I look forward to supporting her efforts to raise up the drow people in the future. I don't think we're being spied on here. (laughs) (laughs) If we were, it'd be like hell obvious, like. (laughs) (laughs) He says, no, I I had the brief occasion to speak with Matron Mother Malarn as we were brought in. She had us brought to her because she hopes that, uh, in her words, House Duerden will join her in rebuking this travesty. Oh. Oh, all right then. (laughs) Much better news. (laughs) Ready for anything. (laughs) That's Rovina for you. (laughs) All right. Um. So, there may be some merit to your plan. I'm not good with the deception so much. But I also have news of your husband. If he's enslaved, we're going to have a problem? He's not very good at following orders from people that aren't Jarlaxle, apparently. Or me. Where is he? (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Matron Mother Malarn is looking into it. But um, she said last she knew uh, he was being taken to... uh, Graxlug for sale. Holy shit, we need a rush out of he here. He was being taken here? Graxlug, the uh, deep, deep dwarven city. Was he enslaved or? For sale. He was being taken for sale. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to stop that, too, sweet. Well,. I mean, we can get out of here. This this little creek that we're next to uh, opens back up into a larger river. We can make our way to Skullport. It's the only way we're going to get out of the city without having to go through the city. Mm-hmm. We're leaving so suddenly with that put Matron Mother Malarn in an uncomfortable position. If we're supposed to be in her custody. Her guards failed to report the nature of those they incarcerated. And I was given the dignity of covering my companions with webbing while we traveled through the city. All right. We need to leave now, or will there be time to speak to the matron mother? I don't see any reason why we need to rush out the door. I think we're safe. I think we should speak to matron mother and tell her we're on her side again. Right, right. And then, with her blessing, we should head over and get your husband, though. I agree. That's (coughs) the best plan we have right now. Oh, I'd like to send word to our allies, but I don't know where they are. 
Well, I can. Um, what is that spell that I have? Sending. Is it sending? Is not sending. Or message. Mm, there was something. Or was I could just see what they are doing? Was that the thing? Mm. Do we have like a scroll of sending? Or maybe Major Mother has a scroll that we can borrow. Um, even with sending... Oh, sending will work to other planes of existence, though there's a 5% chance that it doesn't arrive. Yeah, but we also have no idea of knowing that where they are. So. Right, but sending, you can just send it wherever. It just might not make it. Well, Irena will say that uh, I don't think we should lean on her generosity too much. She's already taken enough of our risk. Well, we can buy a scroll then at the Dorvin town. Yeah, we probably can. All right. Um, they probably have their own problems right now, too. <laughs> We'll, we'll wait for... Uh, considering they have Xavier? Yes, yes, they do. We'll, we'll wait for a guard. And that's where I'll leave you for the moment. No! <laughs> As we travel back across the plains... Ember, it is your action. What would you like to do? Okay, so I know I'm in the dark, but I was pointed. You were pointed. So can I cast synaptic static? Um, let me check, because I don't know if you need to see them or if it's just an area or... It's a 20-foot radius, and I can cast it 120 feet away. Then I do believe you can just... Drop that sucker, yep. So is there a place I can drop it where it would hit everybody? Um, you can't see it that specifically, but you can you can probably drop a good solid guess and most likely get them all. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, you cast Synaptic Static. Let me uh, make their intelligence saves. Good lord. <laughs> That sounds awesome if you said good lord. This spell is gross. What does it do? Um, Volcour is going to use a legendary resistance to succeed instead because he doesn't No! He only has so many. That's good you're knocking him out. Oh god. Oh lord Jesus. Baby Jesus. None of the clerics made their save. Yay! All right, so you roll um, 8d6 for psychic damage. And, yeah, and then after that, they are, have muddled thoughts for a minute, and during that time, they roll a 1d6 and subtract that number of, from all of their rolls and ability check. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so 8d6. Yep. Four. Ten. Twelve. Fourteen. Eighteen. Twenty-three. Twenty-six. 
29. All right. You do 29 points of damage to all of them except for Volcour, who takes uh, 14. Motherfucker. That was a fun spell. I've never done that one. Yeah. That was super cool. It's gross. Was it I'm glad we did it the right way. It's <laughs> psychic. It's psychic damage too, so like nobody's resistant to it, basically. Oh, right. wow. That then brings us to... Um, Volkur and his minions. So their turn starts, which triggers uh, Zomas' spell. Yeah, um, 4d10 radiant. It's a constitution saving throw. Okay. It'll be a fifth. Volcour blows a second legendary resistance for the night. Woo-woo! How much does he get? Uh, three. Uh, they are doing much better on their, uh... What the hell was I using? Constitution saves. What spell was it? Yeah. It was the Sickening Radiance. Okay. There it is. Okay. It's, um, uh... They do much better on their Constitution saves, but... Okay. You have to subtract the D6. Not from... Only from Constitution saving throws made to maintain concentration. So it doesn't affect this saving throw. Oh, okay. So they do they do make their saves, so they take half of that, correct? I don't think so. When a creature moves into the spell's area, blah blah blah, the creature must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take or detect radiant damage. Okay. So none of them take the radiant damage at this point, but okay. they also then have to take the wall of fire damage. But they don't suffer any of the side effects then too, right? Right. Wall of fire. Wall of fire does how much? Um, it is going to. It a creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. Right. So the same amount. So the five d eight again. Do I roll the? Yep. Roll it again. Roll it again. Yeah. Sorry. Did you say they were Constitution saving throws? Yes, but not ones made to maintain concentration. Oh, it's only maintain. Okay, sorry, I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that was good. 30. All right. And do they get a save against that, or do they just take that? Um, I... When the wall appears, they get to do the dexterity saving throw. It doesn't say to do a dexterity saving throw again. Right, okay. So yeah, they just take the damage. So the clerics... The clerics pop. Like, <laughs> fucking pop. <laughs> Volkur only takes 15 because he's resistant. But, um... Yeah, we've got some dead-ass uh, drought. Some dead-ass drought. <laughs> Alright. Um, so Volkur is the only one that's left. His minions are dead. He is once again pissed. Um, so, 
before his turn and as a legendary action at the end of uh, nope he's going to not do that right now because there's no actually trick he didn't oh, none of that was a triggering action that was the start of his turn Okay, so he is going to um, cast imprisonment on random. Or random. Cutting words. Excellent. That count. Cutting words does what? Read that to me, please. The reaction. Yes. As a reaction, when a creature that's not immune to being charmed, you can see within 60 feet, makes an attack roll, ability check, or damage roll, you can expend one use of bardic inspiration, roll the die, subtract the number from the creature's roll. You can do so after the roll, but before knowing the result. I do not believe this requires any of those rolls. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, this is a... Spell that requires a wisdom saving throw. So if you have something that you can do that will bolster her wisdom save, that could be it. I have a spell, but it's not a reaction. Cutting words is the only Yep. Okay. What about no? You can do that. Yeah. So while that's happening and I'm resolving that, the next person up is a chroma. So you bop back into existence, right? Um, yeah. Can I move within that? Can't I move before? Yes. You have 10 feet of movement, right? Yeah. And I can't go close to him, even though, can I see through the firewall? Um, you're aware of, of the general direction he's in, so. Okay. So I will just separate my... Are these 10-foot squares? Five-foot squares. So I can go two over. I didn't go closer. I just went five ways. Um, uh, I still can't go closer or anything, so I'm blank. Come in. Um, Can I attack him with a spell? Or that would be... Or that. Yeah, you can absolutely attack him with a spell. You, you would just be at disadvantage if you have to make an attack roll on that spell. Gotcha. Um, debating whether or not to fireball him. <laughs> no. All right, I'll use I'll use innervation. Okay, and what does innervation do? Fifth level, uh, a trindle of inky darkness reaches out from you, touching a creature. You can oh wait, yeah, I can see him within range. The drain life from him. The target must make a dexterity saving throw. On a successful save, the target takes two d8 necrotic damage, and the spell ends. On a failed save, the target takes four d8, and until the spell ends, you can use your action on each of your turn to automatically deal four d8 necrotic damage to the target. Nice. So he has to make what kind of save? He has to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. Um, 
His save result is on dex 17. Ah, I have 15. Okay, so he still takes 2d6 necrotic? Um, he takes 2d8 necrotic damage. Go ahead and roll that. <coughs> okay. And then don't I get it? Whenever the spell deals damage to a target, you regain hit points equal to half the amount of necrotic damage. So I get five damage back. Right. And he only takes five because he is resistant to... Oh, so then I only... Do I only get two then? Yes, because he didn't take the full ten. Darn it. That's okay. He's taken away. He's resistant to everything I can do. As you're doing that... um, Random um, disappears from your immediate view, uh, Roha, as the imprisonment spell takes effect. Do I know what that is? What's an imprisonment spell do? Actually, yeah, uh, she just disappears. Um, give me an arcana check. Only a plus two. Let's go. 15 plus two, 17. Okay, yeah, you recognize what has happened. You can see, um, especially because of your ability to see in the darkness, you see like a hole open up beneath her. And beneath, within that hole is what looks like a hedge maze, and she just falls through into it. And you recognize this as a demi-plane that's created by the caster that is warded against planar travel and teleportation that they stay in until the caster releases them. Or they die? Yep. Nope. <laughs> so we're gonna have to negotiate, guys. Don't spells end when you die? No. Uh, not all of them. Um, but he does uh, say. You can be released when I you you will be released the day I beg for my life. Sounds she gets pulled down. All right. Let's get it. If we knock him down, he turns her baseball cap around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that then so Chroma. You have done your attack. Uh, roll your d20 to see if you blink out of existence. I don't. All right, you're um, standing there. You're not aware of what's happened to random. Okay, yeah, because I can't see in there. Actually, no, I, I lied. Um, the darkness drops because the other drawer dead. So 
You do like as the as the darkness drops, you see her get sucked down into this hedge maze. Oh snap! All right, and that will bring us to uh, Arlai and then Zilmus. All right. <laughs> All right, Arlai is going to drop Moonbeam. Okay. Um. So the other one drops. Excellent, and. He does not make a save, blows his last legendary resistance on the save. So he still takes half damage. No more resistances. What is this? Excellent. Um, so he takes seven. And as a legendary... Or no, it's radiant, right? So, but 14 was your result or 14 on the... 14, 14 after was you? was my result. Okay. So he takes seven because of... He made his save. And then as a legendary action on the end of your turn, he is going to cast Vitriolic Sphere. And he's going to drop that right here. So everyone within 20 feet. So everyone. Okay. I was going to need to make a save unless somebody can counterspell it. I don't care. Zomas reaction to it? Yeah, if you have if you have counterspell, it's a reaction spell. I don't have counterspell, but I can hellish rebuke. You can hellish rebuke. Yes, absolutely. What about um, absorb elements? It sounds watery. Uh, it is acidy, but you can totally absorb elements for acid. Okay. So I need each of you to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, all of you make a dexterity save except for some. Nat 20? Oh my god. Got some good dice. Jeez. I know. I finally have good luck. I'm going to come to this hotel and play D&D all the time. <laughs> I got a 22. I just said it, it kept falling off the table. 16 plus 6. Alright. Um, so you all make your save. Not me. What'd you get? Not me. Zomas isn't in danger. Oh, cool. Yep, Zomas is outside of range. Alright, Arlai got a 17. Okay. Um, Arlai did not make her save, though. No, no. Yeah, it's 22. So did you get either a natural 20 or a 22? All right, so that will deal um, on a successful save, or on a failed save, it's 10d4 acid. So it's 19 acid damage to each of you. Uh, if you made your save, you'll take half of that. Do D20s get extra? No. So, I think a half is... Is it eight or nine, do you eight. ask? You, roll, you always, always uh, round down. Okay. 
orb of acid. And now that makes it Zilnus's turn. I would like to hellish rebuke him. Oh, absolutely. So you point at him and he has to make a save? Uh, yes, he has to make a dexterity saving throw. He does not make his dexterity saving throw. So we do 6d10. It's fire damage, right? Yeah, it's fire. Eight. Ten. Fifteen. Seventeen. Twenty-one. Twenty-five. All right, so he takes twelve. Still uh, inconvenience, to say the least. All right. Um... That then brings us to Zilmus. I'm sorry, but Zilmus is going to point the Wand of Wonder at him and roll a Z100. Oh my god. What is she doing? An 82. Russian roulette with a wand. (laughs) You cast invisibility on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We just see we just see a wand of wonder come out and she just disappears. Yes. Which is better than him getting invisibility. It's okay. (laughs) At the same time you're like, oh my gosh, she's gone now too. Which Uh, is happening? And where'd she go? As a legendary action in response to that, because he gets one more this turn. Uh, he is going to um, drop Dragon's Breath using acid damage in a 15-foot cone. So 5, 10, 15. So it's really just going to get Ember. Um, oh. So Ember, I need you to... Wait, I have something. Hang on, I want to... It's like I can give him disadvantage on something, and then if it's Fails. <laughs> Entropic ward. What does that do? Once per short rest, when a creature makes an attack roll against you, you can use your reaction to impose a disadvantage on that roll. If it misses you on my next turn, I get advantage on my roll towards them. Well, it's not an attack roll, and you already used a reaction this turn with your Hellish Rebuke. You just get one reaction a turn. Okay, I thought it was a different time, sorry. Nope. Still the same turn, he just gets multiple actions because he can legendary action when people do things. Um, So I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, 14 plus... Can we make it something else other than dexterity? (laughs) 14. Alright. The... Bad news is you don't make your save. The good news is you take 12 points of acid damage. Okay. As he vomits acid up on you. And that brings us to Roja. Well. Roja. I'm back in the plane now. Oh, Isn't and I- real quick, I also do need, um, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and tell me what you're going to do, sorry. Me or Crumb? Uh, 
Rohan. Okay. So I'm going to cast Bane on him and be like, listen, MFR. But I'm going to see what level. I don't know if there's a difference between levels. What's Bane? No, it's just additional creatures. So of the three creatures of your choice that you can see within 30 feet must make a charisma saving throw. Uh, whenever it fails the throw, whenever they make an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, which is a minute, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from that attack roll or saving throw. All right. And he doesn't get a save against it? I'm sorry? Uh, so charisma. He has to do a charisma saving throw when I cast it on him, like right now. Uh, 14. Natural one. He does not get his save. Yes! And I hope it hurts every time. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and I do need you to make a, a constitution saving throw a chroma at the difficulty of 10 plus the damage you just took from that uh, acid ball. Me? No, chroma. Because a chroma took any acid damage. When he, the last spell that he cast that did the area effect. Uh, the five? Yes. So five? it's DC 15 you need to make. Okay, to see if your wall of fire drops. Oh, a DC 15. Your, uh, I didn't, uh, do I add anything to this or your, just a your, your constitution saving throw modifier, so whatever your constitution bonus is. Oh, then I actually got a 15. Right, wall of fire stays up. Because <laughs> when you get hurt, if you have a spell you're concentrating on, they can break your concentration. Gotcha. All right. Um, so, Roja, you have done your thing. Uh, well, I'm going to use a bonus action, too. I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration. Okay. And random's gone. The chroma's in the ether, and I'm not looking behind me. Where a chroma is I'm back. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, she did not pop out at the end of her last turn. So, a chroma is still there. Oh, she's still there. Uh, okay. So I'll give Bardic Inspiration to Chroma as a bonus action. A creature within 60 feet that can hear you gains an inspiration die. So Chroma, you can get a 1d6. And for 10 minutes, you can add it to one ability check, attack roll, saving throw, any of those. After seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. So like you can roll your dice. And if you're not happy, you can say, I want to add it. Before Travis tells you whether you pass or fail. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. All right. A D6. Beautiful. Um, That ends that round of combat. On the other side of the multiverse, (laughs) the two of you wait with Baylor in your cell for a guard. Is there any activity you want to do while you're waiting? Yeah, I want to make like a ball out of something and just kind of like bounce it up against the wall. <laughs> you can do that. Uh, do, do you not have sending? I thought you had sending as a spell. Oh, um, I didn't have it prepared before. Can I prepare it? Yeah, I mean you've ha- you'll have you'll have enough time to take a long rest. So absolutely. Okay, cool. Then I can. Yeah, mm-hmm. then I do have sending. Who would you like to send to? Mm, who would I like to send to Roja, probably? <laughs> and you have 25 words. So first, I want you to 
roll a percentile die. So roll D100. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for a 95, a 94 or lower. 94 or lower. 100. I did die. I did it wrong again. One. I got 63. Excellent. You have 25 words. What would you like to say to Roja? Hey, Roja, what's up, bitch? We got to Menzo Branson. That's one word, right? Menzo Branson is one word. Safely. But there is chaos. Xavier is being sold. We will save him. Don't worry. Bye. (laughs) Roja, you can respond with 25 words psychically immediately. This literally happens right after the face palm in the side. (laughs) Count your letters. (laughs) God damn it. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's just two, isn't it? God damn right? it. That was three. Or, no, it's three. It's three. It's three. It's three. Oh, I thought damn it's one word. Damn it is one word. No, it's true. In the South it is. And we'll sleep that one in there. Damn it's one word. Right. Damn, it. damn it's one yeah. word. I will I will acquiesce to player demands. Damn it is one word. You're <laughs> dealing with Scorpion dude. He's salty. <laughs> Another plane. Right. Uh be where we are. Soon. Let us know where you are. Kisses. Can you tell her where, <laughs> tell her where we are? Oh. Eberron. That's still 20. <laughs> From Eberron with love. There you go. That's 24. All right. I dig it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you immediately get that response back. And then I tell um, Baylor and Ravena that they're dealing with the scorpion dude again. Well, I'm sorry, we- what? <laughs> I didn't get any details, but... She said that they're dealing with the scorpion dude and they're in Eberron. And goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> they're in Eberron. It should have been God's damn it. <laughs> yeah. How are we so supposed- loyal to one, but that's okay. How- I thought Eberron was a different plane. It is. <laughs> How are they in Eberron? Um, we only had 25 words, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many third level spell slots do you have? <laughs> Shouldn't do one more. <laughs> I have two more. All right. So hold that thought. <laughs> think about what you're going to say. <laughs> and that brings us to Ember. What would you like to do? <laughs> okay. So we're still fighting him. <laughs> 
I am going to go ahead and use my last spell slot, and I'm going to cast Synaptic Static again. All right. And he has to make a save. What save does he make against that? It's a... Charisma. No, it's intelligence. Oh, that one. That looks like a no. Uh, give me a second. As a no, just stick to no. Just stick like, to no. Do that. Stop. I feel like Travis is trying to pull something. <laughs> no, Travis is. Uh, Travis, being the genius that he is. Um, Accidentally closed Volcor's sheet. Ah. So Travis. What Travis is pulling is dramatic pause for effect. Dramatic, strategic. Uh, The roll wasn't great. I'll tell you that. Yay! He does not make his saving throw. He got a he got a twelve. Nice. Okay, so that's 8d6 psychic damage, and then he has to have muddled thoughts for a minute. All right. That's dumb. What's muddled thoughts? So that that removes a d6 from each of his die rolls, too. So now he's got Bane on him, um, plus the d6, so he'll have to take a d4 and a d6 off of every d20 roll he makes. Go team. Six. Eight. Nine. Eighteen. Twenty. Twenty-five. Thirty. He takes thirty psychic. Woo! Knock him out! screams and blood comes out of his face. And, uh, Leahana, roll initiative real quick. Uh, not 20. All right, excellent. So you go next. Uh, you may cast your sending spell. <laughs> okay. So I first, wrote it down. <laughs> first roll your D100. Jesus. <laughs> you got this. 63, again. All right, so you are good to go. <laughs> I spelled the fuck, D-A-F-U-K, so it's one word. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> 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 the fuck are you doing in Eberron? <laughs> Is everyone okay? Big Scorpion dude's ass for us. Matron Mother Ben Ray went dictator over here. Not safe. It's 24 words. Alright. What would you like to say? <laughs> Back. 25 words, Roha. Oh my goodness. Okay, that wasn't counting. Holy shit. All right. <laughs> and all of that counted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, oh, shit. oh my goodness. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> they, they know about us having to find a god to deal with, right? We were all together yes. for that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Both okay. Vilmus okay. OMG. Tired. Right? Scorpion not happy will kick ass for you. (laughs) Um, 
He did tell you about it. We'll be home soon. Bunch of emojis. Information. I mean, I don't know. Like, like slap her for us. Like that's twenty three. <laughs> that's fine. Um, all right. Pretty that's, or that's that's what we're banking on. That brings us to Volcour's action. So the wall of fire can is still I, up. Can I yell? Can I yell at him and say like, "Are you sure you don't want to negotiate with us?" You absolutely can. Um, he Ooh, that's gonna be does not seem to be interested in negotiation. Uh, go ahead and roll your fire damage for the wall of fire. Perfect. <laughs> okay, creepy. <laughs> Uh, I just, I kind of forgot what I had to do. I was like, what? What's that? Moonbeam damage down too? Oh, yes. Roll the moonbeam damage as well. Nice. 55. 55? No, no, no. 20, uh, 25 plus 3 is 28. 28. All right, so he takes 14 to fire. Doesn't do it anymore. And what's he get on a moonbeam? Hold on. Trying to find the original amount. Oh, two. Okay, so that's five. Twenty-two, and that's radiant. Yes, he's not resistant. Ooh. So he's going to run up through the wall of fire, out of the moonbeam. Uh oh! Right here, and he's going to multi-attack. He's going to make a claw attack at Roja, a claw attack at Ember, and then he is going to uh, go for. The tail at Roja. Cutting words. Right. Cutting words is your reaction? Yeah, my reaction, yeah. Shame on you! And that does what? Gives him disadvantage? Distract, confuse, and otherwise sap the confidence and competence of others when a creature that you can see within 60 feet makes an attack roll, ability check, or damage roll. You can use your reaction to expend one of your uses of bardic inspiration, roll the die, and subtract the number rolled from the creature's roll. You're awesome. right, so going to roll a negative. Roll your bardic inspiration. Okay. And he's down a D6. What did I say that D4. was, Tori? Was that a six? It was a, a D6, yeah. Okay. It's a two. All right, so he rolled a five on the die. He got minus two from you, so that's a three. He got a one on his D6, so that's two. And he had a four on the D4, so it's a negative two. Now, his base attack bonus with those attacks uh, is a plus 16. So, that's a 14 to hit Roja with the claws. Dear Lord, I have a 19. All right, Take so that. You, you, he misses the first attack. Oh, my goodness. Second attack... Only gets the minus D4 and D6. Got a natural one on the second attack to swing at Ember. 
Um, Does so he, he stab sw- himself? Because I feel like swings wide, catches uh, some of the acid that's pooled around, and takes one point of acid damage. Woo! <laughs> Ember. <laughs> on, on the third attack, which is the tail to Roja. Bad one. Six minus four is two. Uh, that's an 18. 19 armor class! Alright, the tail just bounces off like the shoulder of your armor. Like you almost <laughs> got stung. Thank uh, Jesus. That brings us to a chroma. Am I still scared, even though I'm inspired? Um, yes. How do I get not scared? If I could touch last you, I could scare you. So it's still happening. Yeah, last for a minute. Ah, uh, so I can't jump on top of him. You can't <laughs> jump on top of him, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I hit him with a whip? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know if I actually can. No way. What's uh, the reach of the whip? Five. It's it, the reach is ten. You can move up one and hit him with ten. I can't. No. Yeah, I you're, you're close enough. He's big enough. You're close enough. Do you have a fire breath? I have fire and stuff, but you guys are right next to him, so I'm a little nervous for you. But I, I mean, I can hit him with fire. Oh, you're right. Fire, or do you want to do whip? I don't have to do that. I almost. I mean, is it gonna hurt us? Probably not. I'm immune to fire. Blast off. I have fire resistance. Uh, yeah, it's just five feet wide, so I'll move sideways one, and then I'll hit him with. Agonizer's Scorcher. Oh, beautiful. That's his favorite spell of yours. <laughs> um, so that's not... Is that a save? It is. Yes. Each creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. And I'll cast it at level three. No. He got a... Unnatural one on his save from the... Um, Bane and the uh, got eight on the die and then minus seven from the Bane and the Dang. So he takes um three D eight on a failed save. So three D eight. Right, but then you cast it a higher slot, right? I did. So the third level damage increases by one D eight for every slot level. So he'll take four D eight. Okay, 18 plus 3 is 21. Do I do anything with the D6 that I have? Only if you needed to use it. Oh, like, that would it wouldn't raise my attack. It'd be like if I failed at something. Right. Or if you wanted to pass something. <coughs> right. Gotcha. Um, okay, cool. And you're not a Valor Bard, are you? The, uh... Yeah, the stories one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, your College of Lore, right? Not College of oh, Valor. Oh, Lore, yeah, the stories right, one. Because okay. College of Valor Bards, when they give out Bardic Inspiration, their Inspiration die can be used for damage, too. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. nobody else's can. I'm more of a talker. 
<laughs> right, that's fair. Um, all right, so that is the end of your turn. On your turn, he's going to use a legendary action to, to try to hit uh, Roha with his tail. Why me? Because he doesn't like you, and he got a negative two, so he swings <laughs> Shame on you again. Travis, do you mind if I he has to do a sorcery spell so I can be flying? Does that help me dodge some of his attacks? Um, it'll keep him from being able to physically hit you. So yeah, if you want to blow a sorcery point for flight, that's fine. I'm down. All right, that brings us to um, to Arlai and Zilmus. Uh, all right. Um, Arlai's going to move the Moongin. Okay. And so he makes a, a new deck save, right? Enters the spells area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Alright. I'm making the save now because he will be there. Um, it's con. Would have been a natural 20, but instead it's a 12 um, plus 7. So he does make the save, so it's oh. half, half damage. So you put the moonbeam on him. That's a bonus action, right? Yeah, because I just moved it. So what would you like to do for your action action? Um... I have gotten that far and then got confused. Uh, Alright, I'm gonna have a fucking concentration. Um, I'm gonna cast. Ooh, no, I can't do that. It's not gonna happen. You could or- orient something back here if it was area. Hmm? If it was an area spell, you could set it back here. And oh, no, it's off of, it's like within this circle around me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then she's going to hold. Okay. Um, and then that brings us to Zelmus. What would she like yeah. to do? She is invisible. Um, I'm going to use synaptic static. Okay. Um, it's a 20 foot radius sphere, so if you make it so that I can drop it so that it's going to hit. Absolutely. The most effective way possible. And um, he makes an intelligent saving throw. Right. He's already under the, this effect from. He's uh, he's under this effect already from one warlock. Oh, is he? Yep. So uh, he got a sixteen on the die minus nine plus five. Yeah, but it does not hit me. I got sixteen. All right. All right. It's eight d6. The warlocks bring in the motherfucking ruckus. <laughs> Hold on, I wasn't gonna take a minute. You wasn't ready for two of us. I helped. You did. Way to way to point the camera. <laughs> I do it again. Thirty-two. Okay, he sucks thirty-two psychic, 
and now will be... His muddled thoughts for one minute. Right, so is now subtracting 2d6 uh-huh. and a d4 from every one of his dice rolls. Yep. Um, <laughs> Does he want to give up? So he, like, falls over to his, like, onto his knees and starts, like, swiping just randomly everywhere. Um, that brings us to Roja. Disgusting. He, oh. doesn't, he doesn't even seem to be able to, like, um, see straight. At this point, if we're random back, right? Well, negotiate. Okay, so I'm gonna. <clears throat> we'll see if this works. Let's see. I don't know. It's a good con. I'm not a good conner. Okay. Do you want to keep going, or do you want to bring her back and like really intimidating with the magic fingers? I'm just waiting. Suck it. <laughs> Go ahead and make an intimidation check with advantage. Okay. Where is that? Okay, plus six. That's not bad. That's not bad. He will make a constitution with save. With Or a con- uh, charisma save, I mean. 18. Yep. Then that's with advantage? Oh, advantage. I like advantage. Yep. Ooh, 18 plus six, 24. Advantage is awesome. All right, his charisma save is real good, but... You got a 24, you said? Yep. He does not make his charisma safe. He slumps his head down and uh, random pops out of the ground. Oh. Um, Her eyes have, like, are glowing with, like, this black, gory sort of horrific shadow that brings us to... Liahana, do you want to cast sending one more time or no? Uh, I think we're good. I don't want to distract them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ember. So I'll go with the intimidation round too. So I'm going to try to intimidate him into making a deal with me to get out of the PMS stuff. I don't know what that would look like, but i that's my goal. <laughs> well, what do you want? I mean, you could try to... That's probably a little much to try to get into one check. You could probably intimidate him to surrender. Okay, I'll intimidate him to surrender. All right, you can make that check with advantage. That's just a d20. Yep, and then you add your uh, intimidation. 24. Oh, yeah. Um, He says, I surrender, I surrender. I need everyone who is present in Eberron to give me a um, give me a insight check if you do not mind. Nine. I got a four. Nineteen. You can have advantage, Rohai, because you know you know random's emotions very well. Wait, can I do my six? You can. <laughs> Favorite. <laughs> Still one. <laughs> I got five. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. People got eighteens. Okay. And what'd you get, Roja? Twenty-one. You can tell that Random's about to cast a spell at Volcor. Like she's about to just take his ass out. No. So I'm just like, because I'm right next to her, right? She's where she popped out again. Yeah. I'm just start kissing her face. 
Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, make a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. Oh, licking her nose and <laughs> like, just, just sucking on the end of one of her horns. Just you know. it's a <laughs> light distraction. It was a night. It's a light distraction. You better hope it's not a light distraction. So you grab her and kiss her, and the rest of you all see like shadow like reach up from under Volcor for a second and then fade away as if like random was going to rip a hole in reality and have Hadar swallow um, <laughs> Volcor. So you have stayed his execution. He has <laughs> surrendered. And to a certain degree, the family has been reunited, uh, though at this point only psychically across uh dimension. Are we still scared? You're no longer frightened. <laughs> Volkur has surrendered and is on death's door. Random has been returned. Zilmus is with the group. You've all survived. And that's where we will wrap game up for I'm going to park up for tonight. <laughs> You're like, baby, we have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns about tonight's session? Yes! We all survived! Right? Nobody died or got sold to God! That was awesome. Good, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Um, Alright, so, um, we're going to go ahead and do our introductions real quick. Uh, we'll start above me and work this way on the screen, I think, so... Uh, Let's start with uh, Roja. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Hey, guys. My name's Roz. I play Roja. She's so happy Random's okay. That girl just goes running off into trouble with the magic wings. Oh, my goodness. Um, really happy we all survived. Roja's getting real tired with the face grabby thing. She's like, really? <laughs> we just got out of this. It's like the family reunion. Everyone has to kill Roja. So <laughs> that's not what happened. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad Roja made it too. Uh, next up, um, uh, Arali and Zilmus, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do, and who you're playing, please? I am Sarah Sharnifer. I play Arali and Zilmus. Um, I am there. There's I don't even know where they're at right now, like in their heads. So like that's a whole thing. Um, but uh, I am an author and an author tuber. So I love the YouTube channel where we talk about writing and stuff. Um, and I have books for saying, and that's about it. Yep, go buy them books on Amazon so we can pay them bills. All right, uh, <laughs> next up, Akroma, tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Hey, I'm Tori Clark. I'm an actress, model, and director in Chicago, Illinois. I'm playing Akroma, who's a fiery, sharp tongued, drow gypsy sorcerer. Um, and she was ready to just not to die <laughs> that's why I, <laughs> I was like well, I'm gonna blink out you guys can get hit and I'll come back but I was afraid of him so I couldn't do anything um, but yeah no it was good I'm glad we have him surrendered now beautiful Great. excellent good work um, next up we have uh, Ember tell us who you are what you're doing here playing please hi I'm Allie Marie. I'm Tori's sister 
I play Ember, and <laughs> the Warlocks were kicking some ass today, so that was super fun. The only time I couldn't roll good was when I had to know something, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing something's not, I, not important when you're trying to melt its mind with psionic powers from beyond. Exactly. I don't need to know what shadows are for. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, excellent. And uh, next up, we have Liahana. Why don't you tell us who you are, what you're doing, who you're playing, please. Hi, I'm Malena. I'm a comic book artist uh, and illustrator in Chicago, Illinois. And I play Liahana, who just found out that she can, like, communicate with her friends. Like, I'm going to be texting all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> you up? <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> uh, no, this is really fun. I'm glad that like, um, I didn't like totally break Roja's concentration because <laughs> I feel like she was just like fighting, and then all of a sudden she gets like a voicemail. It's like no, <laughs> but that was really fun. Um, and today was really fun, and I'm sad that we drank mucus from the sea hike back. Um, <laughs> But I'm glad we're all safe now. <laughs> so, I mean, safe time. safe being relative. <laughs> right. Like, we're not in danger immediately. Like, we can still text. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. And uh, last but most certainly not least, we have Rowan Amonstos. Who you are, what you doing, who you're playing, please. Hello. Uh, my name is Rachel. I am a game writer slash editor in Los Angeles. I do things with words and games. Uh, right now, I don't have anything immediately coming down the pipeline. I've got a lot of things in development, a lot of things being worked on. Uh, nothing with a definite release date right now. Cool. Well, and people can look for your stuff on the Storytellers Vault and on the... On the uh, yes. Yeah, stuff come out on DMs Guild yet? Is that something No, that's, that's part of what I'm working on. I'm working on um, a very big project uh, and then in between the big project I'm working on a couple smaller ones so I can at least get stuff out there. Rock and roll. Yeah. Cool. And I'm Travis Legg. I'm the Dungeon Master. Um, when I'm not DMing games here, I'm DMing them over at the Onyx Path Twitch channel where I'm also the programming coordinator. Uh, some of the lovely ladies of this show will be showing up over there soon, and we'll be making some announcements about that on the Facebook page, so make sure that you're liking the Extreme Draws page on Facebook um, to follow that information. Um, in terms of Scarlands, we have like nine, maybe eight days left on the Scarlands Creature Collection Kickstarter, so I would highly recommend you head over there and pick it up. If you're not familiar with Scarlands at all, it is an amazing... Uh, fifth edition um, setting that I happen to be the line developer for, and I'm still like amazed that I got that gig. So it's pretty awesome. Go check it out. You can get the creature collection and you can get the core the core book. So if you aren't familiar with Scarlands, the actual main book is also uh, available as an add-on. You can get that for uh, comparative uh, comparatively inexpensively if you get it through the Kickstarter. So head over, check that out. Uh, on a personal note, I released a new Blood Hunter subclass um, because Avernus came out, and I'm kind of a nerd for uh, making sure I have something out that's like new for the new D&D &D thing, and that is the uh, Order 
of the iron bound and it's pay what you want so if you want to go check it out for free um, you may do so if you decide you like it and you come back and throw 10 or 20 cents at it I would just be over the moon uh, and that's a subclass for Matt Mercer's blood hunter class um, we will be back here two weeks time right ladies yeah, yeah nice. it was really cool when I got on astral and your face was already there so, <laughs> I was like what like you were in like the home page like it was like look at Scarlands, and it, you were running a game was I yeah yeah. Uh-huh, I saw it too. Yeah, oh. it was crazy. You're like the homes, like anyone who goes to Astral, it was like Travis first. I was like, oh, good. That's my master. Oh, I had, <laughs> I had no idea. I I mean, I, I knew that was probably going to happen. I didn't realize it was on the homepage of Astral. Cause I attempted to say something to you at the beginning, but I was muted, and then we started, and I was like, oh, <laughs> No, because I, like, I usually you're cool. Because <laughs> I log straight into my games, so I don't even see that. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, our sponsors, Astral Tabletop. I did some uh, stuff uh, for them, and so apparently that's on the page. I'll have to go look and see what it is. Uh, but yeah. if you have not yet done so, you should definitely check them out anyway because they are awesome. Um, and that's uh, astraltabletop.com. Uh, and I'll grab that link and toss it in the chat. And I will also toss it in the uh, notes on the show. So with that note, I'm going to let these ladies go because we're 30 minutes late. Thank you for staying up late for me. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing where things go now that that we have... uh, Chaos. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, and maybe just maybe I can twist somebody's arm into being a special guest in two weeks. That Ooh. so we can see how he's, <laughs> you know, he's dealing with uh, incarceration. <laughs> uh, my guess would be spoilers, not fucking well. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you all so much for watching live or for uh, listening on the. On the podcast, watching on YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, love you all so much. Thank you. Uh, be good to yourselves and each other. And we will see you again real soon. <laughs> <laughs>